Hi, this is Sensei James Leonelli from Sensei's Weekly Mindset, and I'm here to talk to you about BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball, soccer, and esports. Don't forget my personal favorite, MMA. We've got it all on BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, we can help you find those on BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. And don't forget Bet Online for NHL, boxing, golf, and like I said, my personal favorite, the sport of MMA. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online, where the game starts. Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Life isn't always easy, and you don't have to face it alone. BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service, and it's 100% online. With BetterHelp, you have access to a network of over 25,000 licensed and experienced therapists who can help you with a wide range of needs. To get started, you simply answer a few questions about your needs and preferences in therapy. That way, BetterHelp can match you with the right therapist from their network. Then you talk to your therapist however you feel comfortable, whether it's via text, chat, phone, or video call. You can message your therapist at any time and schedule live sessions when it's most convenient for you. The best part is, if your therapist isn't the right fit for any reason, you can switch to a new therapist at no additional charge. With BetterHelp, you get the same professionalism and quality you expect from in-office therapy, but with a therapist who is custom-picked for you, more scheduling flexibility, and at a more affordable price, all from the comfort at home. To start your journey and to get 10% off of your first month, go to betterhelp.com slash sensei. That's better, H-E-L-P dot com slash sensei. BetterHelp, you deserve to be happy. Hi guys, Sensei James Leonelli here to talk to you about another one of our sponsors, LMNT, an electrolyte drink mix. Each one of these little packets gives you exactly what you need to keep you as hydrated as all us athletes like to be. If you're like me, you work out a lot, and when you work out a lot, you also sweat a lot. Now, when we sweat, we don't lose just water, of course. We also sweat out salt. We sweat out electrolytes. So each one of these packets contains 1,000 milligrams of sodium, 200 milligrams of potassium, and 60 milligrams of magnesium, giving you everything that you need in order to maintain optimal hydration and nothing that you don't. So to go online, place an order for your sample pack, and to get yourself a bonus free sample pack, you're going to go to this website right here, elementallabs.refr.cc slash James Leonelli. You're going to see this down in the video below, but I'll say it one more time for you, elementallabs.refr.cc slash James Leonelli. Again, it's a tasty electrolyte drink mix with everything you need and nothing that you don't. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Sensei's Weekly Mindset. I'm Sensei James Leonelli, owner and head instructor of Tiger Shulman's here in Smithtown. Once again, I am back in my home recording space, ready to give you guys this week's food for thought. I'm actually not wearing uh, any one of the Everyday We Train line today. I'm wearing one of the school apparel sweatshirts because, full disclosure, it's a little cold today. <laughs> and uh, a sweatshirt is exactly what the doctor ordered. So, uh, 
to that end, um, today is special for a couple of reasons. Uh, the first one, we are in the shadows of Flex Fights 29. So I, I wanted to spend the first part of today talking about Flex Fight series and what we've gained from Flex Fights and lessons learned and, and so forth. Um, and it was a good night of fights overall. Um, unfortunately, it wasn't quite the night of fights we were hoping it would be. Um, we had uh, quite a few people, uh, athletes get hurt uh, or had to pull out of the fight for other reasons. Uh, leading into the event, we started the, we started the event, uh, I believe we had like 28 fights. And then by fight week, we had 24. And then by day before weigh-ins, 22. And then by weigh-ins, 21. So still a really nice amount of fights, 21. But uh, distinctly less than 28, obviously. Um, and special card for me because we had four Team Tiger Showman's fighters in the card. And I'll talk about them in turn, of course. Um, but more importantly... Uh, about this particular flex fight series flex fight series 29 november mayhem um we were we were in a new venue for the first time we were in a venue called the hk hall in uh in hell's kitchen in new york city and um nice venue nice enough um but we obviously we're not in our home stomping grounds right there's a couple of venues we know really well right like obviously we know the stereo garden in patchogue very well i would call that flex fights home and then, additionally, uh, Amazora, we've been to a couple of times, and we know that venue very, very well. And then there's also a Melrose Ballroom that we've been to as well several times, and again, a venue we know well. And on top of that, both of those venues are meant to put on shows of our size. Um, so putting on things like screens and uh, the, the video stream and you know the walkouts and all that stuff, it's stuff that they're built to do. And we're very familiar with how, you know, that they can handle our power demands and so forth. Um, and uh, among other things, we know how to set up all the wires and stuff. We know how, uh, how much power we can pull from here, there, and everywhere. Um, we know where to set the cameras. We know where to set this and that and the other. And in HK Hall, obviously a new experience. Um, we did run into a little snafu right off the bat. It's you know, a small thing but obviously a big thing as well. Um, when the measurements were taken originally at the facility, they were taken with uh, our old cage in mind, which is a 24 foot across cage. And then we had our 26 foot cage. So obviously that affected things in a seating plan more than anything else. And um, we then ran into the snafu of like, okay, we're, we're gonna lose a, a, a row of seating. And how are we gonna handle that? Because then now the seating is oversold. So. Obviously, not something I got too involved in. But then on top of it, um, where are we putting the commentary booth? Where are we putting, putting producer Mike? Where are the cameras going? And we had one camera, kind of like a nice overhead shot because it was a two-level venue. Uh, where, and there was a, a bunch of nice staircases and a nice balcony from above. Um, a little more intimate of a venue than some of the other places we've been. Um, but that camera shot, that corner camera shot that they were giving us, it was nice, except it was on the balcony. So people kept leaning into the shot. So like we, they'd go to the camera shot and someone's elbow was in the picture or like someone threw their, their coat over the top of something and like their coat's kind of in the shot. So obviously if we're going to go back to this venue lesson learned and we're not putting that camera there again, we'll put it somewhere different. Um, and on top of that, then we ran into the most major snafu of the night, I would call it. Um, and that was, 
the audio for our live stream went out right during the first fight. Like literally I started to talk and boom, out, gone. And we could not figure out why. And producer Mike was not only checking the software and he was checking all the electrical connections and this and the other, he comes over to the desk and he's messing with things in the desk and he's checking the Wi-Fi. And then we're thinking, okay, maybe we're drawing too much power. Cause again, we don't know what the power situation is like, you know, like there's certain power that we're tapped into. That's it's obviously there's an, an extension cord to somewhere else. That's hanging out of uh, th this little spot close to the stage. And, Finally, I, I mean, I'll be honest with you, I don't actually know what Mike did because that is not my world of expertise. I tried to help him as best I could and, you know, whatever he needed me to do, I did. Um, but we eventually wound up live um, by about, like, I'd say the fourth or fifth fight. We were able to get the audio up and working. We did get it up at one point and it dropped out for a minute and then it came back. Um, but more important than anything that, we were able to get the show rolling. Um, you know, uh, Missing a couple of amenities that we normally have. Like normally, when we uh, when we, we are on commentary, we have what's called a cough button. So if I needed to cough or clear my throat or uh, I wanted to say something that I didn't want picked up by the microphone, I can hit this button and then that then it, it kills my mic. Well, because of the power draw issue, we took those out of the loop, and you know, not that major of an issue, but. As you probably heard my voice last week, and probably hear a little of my voice this week, a little, little bit of a, a voice issue. Um, so with a little bit of a cold behind it, uh, you can imagine I needed to cough every now and again. So I had to take the mic, flip it up to the top of my head, kind of cover it with my hand, and uh, you know, see what we could do there. Um, but again, good night of fights overall. Um, you know, started the night with some kickboxing, you know, and again, really good people there. Uh, the third fight of the night represented the first Tiger Shulman's fighter that night, and that's uh, Mugen Shmakov out of our Paramus location. And Mugen's one of those guys who's just like a fixture at our headquarters, always training really hard, um, always in the room, always putting the work in. Uh, one of those like, you know, walk softly and carry a big stick kind of guys. Young kid, only 19 years old. Uh, this was his third fight. Uh, he ran into an unexpected uh, moment where um, his opponent comes out to the cage, no growing cup. And we have a repeat of history as now they bring the cup out, he stuffs it into his shorts, they try to tape it into place. I honestly don't know what they were trying to tape the cup to, but they were trying to tape it to something. And uh, the taping, it was ineffective. And in a very short order, the cup falls out. And then uh, they put it back in and his cornerman comes in and tapes like basically a belt around the cup and the mid butt and like kind of hopes and prays that this is enough to keep this groin cup in there and uh it didn't work and seconds later the groin cup was out again and referee keith peterson called a stop to the contest and mugen wins by disqualification obviously not the way any fighter really wants to win but a win is a win and the way the fight was going i kind of thought mugen was going to beat him anyway uh so it just kind of We'll say he, he took a, a different route to the inevitable. Um, but Mugen, not super satisfied winning that way. But, you know, a win is a win is a win is a win. And then we had a veteran refer, return uh, to the flex cage in one Charlie the Reaper Cabrera. Uh, and he came out in the kickboxing bout for the first time in a little while with us. So he'd done some MMA with us in the past. Um, and Charlie's one of those guys who's an absolute gamer. 
Like he, he will fight every weekend if he could. And um, came out and really just took it to his opponent and, and got a stoppage very early in that fight. Um, that brings us right to our second Tiger Shulman's fighter. And this is about the time uh, that our, um, our commentary started to come back. Uh, I'm sorry, it was, it was during the tail end of Mugen's. That's when it came back. So I got to like talk about Mugen's win a little bit, uh, talk about Charlie Reaper's fight, and then we went into uh, Gustav Svensson. Uh, he, had, he had a tough fight because um, the gentleman he was fighting had a Shotokan background, so a bit of a traditional karate background, as well as uh, some kickboxing. He had some flashy kicks. And the thing about flashy kicks is if you're not used to seeing them, they can catch you by surprise. And the reach is a little funky, and the distance is a little funky, and the speed is a little funny. And all of that is just, it's just a little, it takes a little bit of an adjustment. And, um, you know, obviously it, it was Gustav's first fight, and he was, uh, you know, like any other fighter, the moment does get to you a little bit. But uh, there was a bit of controversy where, he got hit with one of those crazy spinning kicks, and it looked like he mostly blocked it. Um, and he, uh, I didn't agree with the referee. The referee administered a standing eight count, thinking that that you know, Gustav got like wobbled by the kick and, and shaken, and he needed the, the eight count to recover. And then Gustav came out, and he just took the fight over from there. Made his adjustment by the second round, put some great pressure on him. Uh, again, drew, I think he drew a standing eight count on his opponent and wins the decision. Uh, an awesome job, an awesome showing from a young man who was very composed for a, for a debuting fighter. And, and again, we, uh, we kept coming here. Uh, we had a long-anticipated debut of a young man from, from uh, uh, Team Henzo Gracie NYC. And as we talked about before, just a team full of really nice guys and awesome martial artists. Uh, continuing was the next Tiger Showman's fighter of the night, Kamal Altui. He had a tough fight. Uh, it, he This is his second fight, his opponent's third fight, um, and his opponent, I described his opponent on the broadcast as, wow, that guy's got the face of a child and the body of a man. This dude was jacked. Um, big, strong uh, guy. Um, really, like, big-time pressure fighter. And it was it was a contrasting stances. Uh, Kamal is a lefty. Haluka is a righty. And that, that riddle can be difficult for anybody to, to figure out because, you know, the angle is an interesting thing. Um, it was a close fight for sure. Um, but I think just the, uh, I think, again, take us forward, it's worth it. I might be a little biased. I think Kamal's being a little more effective throughout the fight. But again, I'm, you know, that's a slightly biased opinion. Uh, and then come the third round, the momentum started to swing a little bit. And it's kind of swinging towards Luca, I felt. And, uh, there's this interesting exchange where Kamal's throwing a knee uh, with his back towards the cage, and Keith uh, and uh, Luca hits him with a hook punch, and Keith Peterson saw it from the angle he saw it, took it as Kamal being dropped by the punch, and uh, Kamal popped right back up, seemed more off balance than anything else in my estimation, uh, but again I'm further from the action from Keith Peterson, but you know, uh, teach their own I suppose, and. The fight continues, and Kamal, I feel now, is in like kind of a do-or-die situation. And he continues putting the pressure, puts the pressure, puts the pressure. And then with about 12, 13 seconds left in the fight, lands a beautiful left hand, and Luca flat backs, like arms out to the side. Just, I, I honestly thought he was out. 
And credit to Luca, tough as can be, gets right up, gets the standing eight count administered, and Kamal jumps on him to the best of his ability, but the fight is basically over at this point. Um, Kamal wins a majority decision. One referee saw the two rounds previous uh, for Kamal, for Luca rather, and uh, gave Kamal a 10 8 in that last round, which I agree with. Uh, and the other two uh, gave Kamal the win. But again, a great showing from a guy in only a second fight, calm, composed. And, you know, uh, his other fight was only about 65 seconds. He landed a you know very quick kick, head kick in that fight. And um, now he, he got three full rounds in there. He gets a little more ring experience. And, again, did a really, really good job. Uh, and we continue with, with, with uh, our first title fight of the night, an amateur kickboxing title, uh, where a 41-year-old Charlie Grace lands an amazing knockout. Uh, awesome showing. Uh, and then we had our final Team Tiger Showman's Fighter of the Night, uh, Spencer Sarlos uh, from our Brick, New, New Jersey location, uh, taking on a young man, actually the young man that Kamal had beaten in his last fight. And um, Spencer was motivated for this one, we'll put it that way. Uh, Christian was talking a little bit of junk online and on his questionnaire, and um, Spencer beat him from pillar to post. As good as you can look in a fight and not stop the guy, that's how... How uh, how good that Spencer looked. Um, so in, in fighting, if the score of a round is either 10-9 or 10-8. 10-9 means I won the round. 10-8 uh, means I dominated the round. And it looked like the referee was close to stopping the fight. Uh, so that means at the end of three rounds, if you win 10-9, it's 30-27. If there's any 10-8 rounds, it'll bring that, that, uh, that 27 lower. So at the end of the three rounds, two judges gave it to Spencer 30-24 meaning that Spencer got three 10-8 rounds, where they felt the fight could have been justifiably stopped uh, in any of the three rounds. And credit to his opponent, because he kept getting up. Uh, there was one point I was talking about Spence, to Spencer about actually this morning, where I felt like the young man he was fighting was kind of looking up at the referee like, you're going to stop this, right? Because I kind of felt like he was he didn't want to be the guy who quit, um, but he kind of didn't want to get up and fight either. So he was kind of looking at the referee to kind of jump in and save him from that. But nonetheless, uh, awesome night of fights for Team Tanker Showmans. And it continued to draw our main card. We had uh, awesome, some awesome amateur MMA fights, uh, a Muay Thai title fight that was spectacular. Um, and then we did crown two Movember Foundation champions. Um, we had a return of uh, a veteran uh, fighter, Rush Dragomir, another one of the Henzo Gracie guys, who's just super, a uh, super awesome guy. Um, we crowned a 125 champion, uh, Anthony Spataro Jr., um, fighting a very, very game, Eric Gonzalez. I think very highly of Eric Gonzalez. I think he's a very skilled fighter. Uh, I feel like he's the guy who whenever we have a guy around his weight that there's like a bit of a hype train around, Eric's kind of the guy that makes him look human. So the big the uh, big question was, is Anthony Spataro going to continue to look like a superhero or is Eric going to make him look human? And maybe it was a bad mistake by Eric. Maybe it was a good setup by Anthony. Uh, but 42 seconds into the fight or so, Anthony Spataro uh, lands an anaconda choke and puts Eric Gonzalez to sleep. It was super impressive. Wins our, our 125 title. Um, we had two pro kickboxing fights to end the to end the main card, both of which were awesome fights. A um, little bit of controversy in the decision of the main card of the main event. I felt it was a very close fight, so. Um, and obviously, I'm not watching him to score it, but felt it was a, I felt it was a very, very uh, close fight. Um, the fighter who lost does not feel like he lost, 
and understandable to fight that close. Um, and then we did a post-liminary card. Um, those fights were good as well. Uh, no Tiger Showman's fighters, no titles, so we can continue to move forward from here. But, uh, you know, obviously some lessons learned in terms of, you know, you live and you learn. You live and you learn. And that, that kind of brings me to the other, the other reason that this episode is special. This is episode 200 of my podcast, which is pretty cool. Um, you know, it's something, this, this podcast, the idea of this podcast started many years ago. Uh, I've told you guys many times, I'm an avid podcast listener. You know, I listen to many, 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 many different podcasts in all different areas from news, uh, to motivational, to business, to comedy, MMA, you name it. Um, lots of different venues. And I always thought that a Tiger Shulman's podcast was something we needed. I felt like it was the kind of thing that um, it would, it's like the next level of marketing. Like, you know, it's funny. Every guy who listens to Joe Rogan's podcast feels like they know Joe Rogan, feels like Joe Rogan is their buddy. And, you know, often they start doing things that Joe Rogan recommends simply because Joe Rogan represents them. Um, and none, nonetheless, um, the reason that happens is that like right in your ears effect that a podcast has. And I felt like the idea, the ability for us as an, uh, as an organization to have something where we can talk about life lessons and we can talk about the mental aspects of martial arts or even the physical aspects of martial arts and you know, the journey and the kind of things that people, you know, build and learn through martial arts and the journeys they take and the highs and lows that they have and, you know, the way people pick themselves up from being knocked down and all the other great things that we've talked about over these last 200 episodes. I felt like that and more was what the podcast had to offer. And I felt like it was a great way for us to kind of grow our, for lack of a better word, grow our brand, you know, just make it so that um, we could get the best, you know, out of the mental aspects of martial arts and deliver that to people in a, in a very, uh, you know, bite-sized way, in a way that was easy to consume, and in a way that would allow them to really, uh, to, to really get it on their terms, uh, and to be able to explain it more in depth than we could over the phone or in a meeting or something like that. Just because, um, like I said, I, I feel like there's a more intimate relationship uh, with a podcast and the people who you listen to on a podcast than there is anywhere else. So. You know, myself and Sensei Stein, who has been a guest on this podcast a couple of times, um, we <coughs> excuse me, we kicked around the idea of a Tiger Show Once podcast several times, and uh, we even pitched it to Tiger, uh, you know, more than once, uh, and we gave him a couple of ideas as to who we thought should be like the host of the podcast, who we thought would be good at it, you know, um, and so on and so forth, just who we thought would be the right host for the Tiger Show podcast. And, and that's actually how I started learning how to do the podcast stuff. I learned how to like edit the audio and, and that kind of thing. Um, I, I, you know, went into, I, I'll still remember like when we pitched this idea to Tiger, I recorded a, a quick little like 30 second clip on a pair of iPhone headphones um, uh, right on my computer. And, put it together with bump in and bump out music, actually the same bump in and bump out music that I use today, uh, and pitched it to Tiger. And Tiger liked the idea, 
Um, he didn't, you know, he wanted, you know, he's a guy who likes everything done in one place and he wanted it done at headquarters. And um, we couldn't quite nail down the host the way that we wanted to. And, you know, he kind of balked at the idea. And I was like, listen, I can make it very easy for you. And I was willing to handle all the technical part of it and so forth. Um, and it, the idea kind of went to pause there. Um, and then they kicked out a couple episodes of a podcast for a little while that one of the other senseis kind of kind of put together and um it was not put together in a way that i would have put it together personally uh you know episodes cutting off mid-sentence on people sometimes um lots of you know, people cursing on it a lot and just like random stuff like they were trying to do like a like a joe rogan type thing and it it wasn't what our podcast should have been and they recently started doing uh, the Uncaged podcast, which is uh, very professionally done. And um, it's a lot of what I envisioned a Tiger Showman's podcast as. Uh, it's a little inconsistent because, you know, they, they basically do it whenever they have a good story to tell. Uh, and if they haven't don't have a good story to tell, then they don't put an episode out. And that's respectable in its own right. But I also feel like consistency is a very important thing. So I, I started this... Gosh, it'll be four years ago now. This is episode 200. Four years ago, more or less. And I started around 90-day challenge time because I figured that was a great way to communicate the message to people. And we went through many versions of the podcast, you know, many different levels. Like I remember talking into a recorder, um, reading a script word for word. And obviously that's not the best way. And then I went to an outline and then I kind of came with an idea and bullet points and it's evolved over time. Now we have video and so forth. I've had guests on. And the interesting thing about it is every week I still see people downloading it. Every week I still see people viewing it on YouTube. And it's cool. It's cool to me that now, you know, four years later, we're still here. I'm still putting episodes out on a consistent basis and people are still listening. Uh, you know, did I ever think like I would be the host of a podcast? I didn't necessarily think I needed to be the face or the voice of it. Um, but I figured I'd be a part of it when, when the Tiger Jones podcast happened. But nonetheless, uh, here we are. The Tiger Show on Smithtown podcast turned Sensei's Weekly Mindset 200 episodes in. A crazy thing. It's an awesome feeling. We've been through all sorts of crazy things in the world. Right? We, went through, we went through COVID together in, in, in this podcast. And I'm not going to lie and pretend like you know many of the episodes when I was talking to you guys, I was really talking to me. And we all got through a lot together, I'd say. And I'm sure we will continue to as time goes along. So uh, obviously many lessons learned along the way. And I think that's kind of the message of today is that experience is the best teacher, right? Experience is the best teacher. So don't be afraid of the mistakes that you make along the way. Don't be resentful of them. Don't be fearful of them. Instead, realize that those mistakes are just opportunities. They're just a tool to get you a little bit better. And let that experience teach you because experience is the best teacher. So that's all I have for you guys this week. As always, you can reach me via email, senseileonelli at gmail.com. Find me on Twitter and Instagram at sensei underscore Leonelli. On Facebook, I'm at facebook.com slash Tiger Shulman. Excuse me, I'm Sensei James Leonelli on Facebook. As far as my school, tskSmithtown.com. Facebook is facebook.com slash Tiger Shulman Smithtown. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at TSMMA underscore Smithtown. 
The podcast is on Instagram, as I says, Weekly Mindset. Uh, you can go to tsk.com to find out more about Tiger Shulman's organization as a whole. You can go to my link tree. There you will find sponsor information. You will find flex flights. You'll find Tiger Shulman's. But most importantly, the thing I want to talk to you guys about this week, uh, we are we are partnering with Natty Combat Apparel and Flex Fights to do a gigantic food drive across Long Island called The Fight to End Hunger. We're doing an online food drive as well, so if you cannot uh, donate in a location on in person, you have the ability to go online, go to my link tree, linktr.ee slash sensealienelli, and you can donate uh, to our food drive up through December the 10th. So please make sure you guys get on there and donate. I very much appreciate it. Other than that, guys, my sponsorship opportunity is still available. Reach out to me by any of the ways that I gave you. Other than that, guys, please leave your rate and review. It just helps. Make sure you subscribe. Get your new episodes every Wednesday. But the thing I can never ask you for enough and the thing I appreciate so much, please share the podcast. It's the only form of advertising that I have. So until next time, my friends, invest in yourselves. I'll see you guys on the mat.